just confessed in song is the very same truth that the psalmist here confesses in verses 65 to 72. So we're going to look at this passage, work our way through this, and, uh, and then we will go to prayer in just a second. It is good to have Jeff with us. Surprised to see you this evening and a blessing to, to have you here with us. So be sure to say hello if you get a chance. Let's pray and then we'll jump into this passage. Heavenly Father, we do confess that you are always only good. Yet even as that song says, we don't always see that. It doesn't always feel like it in the moment. And yet, Lord, I pray that you would help us to cling to that truth. That regardless of what we feel, regardless of what we see, that we would confess that you are always only good. Heavenly Father, even as we turn our attention to this passage this evening, encourage our hearts. I don't know what burdens people have come with this evening. I don't know what things are str- we're struggling against, what worries are on our hearts. But I do know that you are good and that you work all things for our good. So Lord, encourage us this evening. We pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. One more announcement before I forget. Um, college meals. We still have several weeks that we need signed up help with college meals. Uh, so if you are able to provide college meals that is out there on the Welcome Center, sign up to provide college meals. Uh, and along that lines, so while making announcements, also sportsmen's, or sportsmen's, um, men's prayer breakfast is coming up this coming Saturday. Men's prayer breakfast at 8 o'clock here at the church. Men make uh, plans to do that. And sportsmen's, while I'm mentioning it, um, unfortunately, we're going to go ahead to have to go ahead and cancel our sportsman's dinner for this year. Um, the Lord has just not worked out the details. We've not been able to find a speaker, and uh, we've had several cancel on us, and we're less than a month away at this point, and we're still kind of at a spot where we're able to do that. Um, we probably could pull it off, um, but as I was talking to those involved, we kind of came to the conclusion that if we can't, if we can't really do it well, it's probably better to just take a, a year off and then really gear up to do it really well next year. We already have a speaker lined up for next year, so we've got that big thing taken care of. And uh, so you can start praying for that for next year. Um, Just something to be aware of there. We'll plan on probably canceling, or we will plan on canceling that for this year. All right, all of that said, now we'll turn our attention to Psalm 119, verses 65 to 72. Psalmist says this, You have dealt well with your servant, O Lord, according to your word, teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I believe your commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. The proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep your precepts with my whole heart. Their heart is as fat as grease, But I delight in your law. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of coins of gold and silver. It's really an amazing passage. Uh, As we look at this, there's some amazing lines in here that kind of catch your attention. And uh, we'll work our way through that. Um, But as you start at at verse 65, 
The psalmist begins with the fact that God is faithful. You have dealt well with your servant. That song we just sang starts out, looking back. I can see your sympathy, right? As I look back over my life, I can see, God, that you are good. It's hard sometimes in the moment to see that, is it not? But looking back, I can see that with perspective. That's what the psalmist is confessing here. You have dealt well with your servant. As I look back, as I look with, what, with where I am, my testimony is that God has been good. God has been merciful. God is gracious. He has dealt well with me. In fact, he has dealt with me according to your word. As he has said, that he has done. To this point in my life, what I have found is that my God is faithful. That is the truth that the psalmist starts with. And yet knowing that is not enough for him. Notice this this thirst for more. A thirst that we really see follow him all the way through Psalm 119. A constant prayer. Teach me, O Lord. That's what you see here in verse 66. Teach me good judgment and knowledge. Once again, the psalmist takes the, the humble position of a student. I want to know. I want to learn. I want to grow. Teach me, Lord. And how bad we need to be taught. Teach me good judgment and knowledge. How, how quick are our hearts to run to poor judgment? How quick are we to run to our default of foolishness? And the reality is that when you stop learning, you stop growing. And the psalmist's cry is, Lord, don't let me stop learning. Teach me. I want to grow. I am hungry to learn. I want to know good judgment. I want to have knowledge. Why? For I believe your commandments. His hunger for growth flows from his faith. A committed life must be built on a convinced faith. Or it will falter. He is committed here. Teach me, Lord. Because he is convinced. Because I believe your commandments. Because, as verse 65 tells us, not only do I believe your commandments, but I have found you to be faithful through your commandments. According to your word, all the things that you have said, you have done. You are a faithful God. I believe your commandments. So, Lord, teach me. In fact, the Lord has taught him. That's what the psalmist gets into next. Verse 67, before, all right, so now we're jumping back in time. Before, there there was a time when I was afflicted. What was the cause of this affliction? Well, we can see that at the end of that line there. Before, I was afflicted. Why? Because I went astray. There's a little background here to the psalmist's cry. And, and some ta- at some point, the psalmist went astray. We don't know the details of what this looked like, but his heart began to wonder. And maybe he had even acted on his sinful desires. I went astray. But in, his, in being astray, he became afflicted. I went astray, but now I keep your word. 
The implication here is that that affliction was from the Lord. It was sent to straighten him out. The psalmist had gone astray, but the Lord in his goodness did not let the psalmist go. He pursued him and through affliction called him back to faithfulness. So before I was afflicted, I went astray. But through that affliction, now I keep your word. There is a change that has happened here that is directly tied to this divine affliction that God sent upon the psalmist to grab his attention, to wake him up, to pull him back to himself. And note in verse 68 what the psalmist responds. You would think that someone who had caused pain Right? They would not respond rightly. I have kids and, and I have to punish them. And, and very rarely do they say, thank you, Dad. I understand why you had to do that. I am thankful that you straightened me out. And yet notice the psalmist here. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I keep your word. You are good and do good. Even in that affliction that you sent upon me, Lord, even in that, I see your goodness. What a statement. I mean, just pause and think about that for a second. What maturity for the psalmist to look back and to recognize this. What maturity for him to be thankful, saying, I went astray, and yet, Lord, through the affliction that you sent, your goodness to me. He's not talking about, you know, a great job offer. He's not talking about a a great house or some great benefit. He's talking about affliction here. And he's saying, you are good and do good. So teach me your statutes. This passage is directly dealing with affliction that comes as a result of sin. As the Lord corrects those who are his children. As he points out sin and deals with it. And yet even more broadly... There's a recognition that just generally all of suffering, simply God is good. Whether it is affliction because of my sin or whether it is just something that I am going through because God is at work in me. Either way, God is good and what he does is good. In all affliction and suffering, God is good and he is at work in you accomplishing his purpose for your good. Do you believe that this evening? Are you thankful for affliction? Thankful for suffering? If that is you this evening, then you can rejoice even in your tears. Recognizing that even your tears in the hands of a sovereign God have purpose. 
In fact, even here, notice the psalmist's desire. It's the same desire we saw back in verse 66. Teach me your statutes. May that be all of our prayers. In times of affliction, in times of plenty. Whether I am in the deep darkness of the valley or whether I am on a mountaintop, either way, let the prayer of my heart be, Lord, teach me your statutes. And what a great God that we serve that even in the valley I can pray, Lord, teach me through this. Or on the mountaintops I can pray that. Teach me your statutes. This amazing hunger to learn, to grow. Lord, give that to me. Verse 69, the the proud have forged a lie against me. He's been lied about. His name has been dragged through the mud. But I will keep your precepts with my whole heart. If you've ever been lied about, you know how, diff- how hard that is, how bad it hurts. But note his resolve here. I will keep your precepts with my whole heart. The fact that he has been lied about, the fact that he is going through that, that is not an excuse for him to be unfaithful. He's not going to let others drag him down with them. Rather, what he says is, though they all be unfaithful, though they lie about me, I will stand fast. I will keep your precepts with my whole heart. Verse 70, their heart is as fat as grease. There's no penetration and no desire for the Lord or his word. But I, in contrast to that, I delight in your law. It's really the same truth that we saw last week, that though the psalmist be all alone, the psalmist stands fast because he stands on the truth. He stands on the word of God, so he stands fast, though everything around him be shaken, though he be all alone, though everyone turn against him, he stands fast because he stands on the truth. And once again, verse 71, again, this... If you're you're into highlighting your Bible, I would say highlight. This is an amazing verse. It is good for me that I have been afflicted. Why? That I may learn your statutes. I mean, think what it takes to confess that. To look back and say, that difficult thing that you took me through, I'm thankful for that, God. That was good. Or even more, to recognize that in the moment. That affliction, that suffering that I'm going through right now, Lord, it hurts. And I do not understand what you are doing. I don't know where you are going with this, but this I know that you are good. So I will stand on the truth. I will confess that it is good for me to have been afflicted. I am thankful that you did not let my sin go unaddressed. It reminds me of Job's amazing testimony in the midst of everything that happened to Job. In Job 13, 15, he says this, Though he slay me, 
I will hope in him. Though he slay, though he kill me. This is what I know is true. That God is good. I may not understand what he is doing. I may not understand why he is doing it. I don't need to understand that. What I need to know is that God is good and he is doing something for my good and for his glory. So all of us, no matter what you are going through, no matter what the year ahead holds, you can confess with the psalmist that it is good for me that I have been afflicted. Because God is teaching me something. That I may learn your statutes. Whatever it takes, Lord, mold me in your image. Change me. Wake me up. Grab me. Put me on the right path, Lord. Whatever it takes. I just want to learn and to grow. What an amazing confession. He ends with this in verse 72. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of coins of gold and silver. How is it that the psalmist can say, how is it that someone can say, it is good for me that I have been afflicted? How can anyone ever say that? It goes back to verse 65. It's because God is faithful. And the psalmist has found God to be faithful. This psalmist has a a proper, he has an eternal perspective where he's not shaken at what's going on around him because he has his eyes on eternity. He has his eyes on the truth that cannot be shaken. The law of your mouth, it's better to me than, than thousands of coins of gold and silver. I mean, just think about that. How, how many people upend their entire lives in the pursuit of riches. The California gold rush, people just giving up everything to go across, having nothing on the other side, just in the hope that maybe they can get rich. And yet how many of us, though we have the word of God, we can't even be bothered to open the word of God himself, the word of God itself. We would upend our lives in the pursuit of coins of gold and silver in the right circumstances. But we can't be bothered to wake up early to read scripture. To pray. We value temporal riches over everlasting life. We value momentary pleasure over eternal joy. But may our prayer be with the psalmist. Teach me your statutes, Lord. Even if it means affliction. For I will see that affliction is good. That I may learn your statutes. Brothers and sisters, I don't know what it is that you are facing. I don't know the burdens on your heart, the struggles, the fears. I don't know many of the things that you have been through. I don't know what lies ahead. But like the psalmist here, cling to the fact that your God is faithful. Cling to the fact that your God is good. When you have a right view of God, it changes everything. 
Let the prayer of your heart simply be this. And whatever lies ahead, and whatever has been behind, teach me your statutes, Lord. I want to learn. I want to grow. In humility, pray that prayer. Teach me your statutes, Lord. With that, we're going to move to take some prayer requests, spend some time in prayer.